Hello and happy Thanksgiving to our American listeners. And if you're not an American, well, then just hello, happy. My name is Nick. Hey, every reason to be happy. That's right. Well, I can think of one reason not to be happy today, but I'll let the listeners figure that out. Yeah, let's take a moment to just pause and consider how the people around you and the country you call home came to be. How about that? Mm. And whether or not that instills warm fuzzies or a haunted house full of horrors committed to other humans. Or both. Or both. Both can be true. Wait, yeah, tomorrow as this releases is Thanksgiving, so hope, Buster, you got your giant-ass turkey eggs ready. They're speckled, they're beautiful, and I'm ready to eat them. Yeah, and you overpaid for them, too. But for the new listeners out there, I'm Nick, Nick Amell. I'm the host. I'm joined by some guy. It's not really that important. He's mostly just a warm body here to laugh at my jokes. Mm -hmm. Again, if you're new here, this is the podcast where we explore a new top 10 list every week. Join me today in guessing the top 10 items on a list to be revealed here in a few moments by my sidekick host, Dr. Buster. Again, not really that important who the sidekick host is, but today it is Dr. Buster. Now, wait, if my job is to laugh at your jokes, eventually you will tell jokes I can laugh at? Because all the times I've been on this show before, it hasn't really happened. You might not be laughing at my jokes, but that's just because you have a bad sense of humor. Mmm, right. The problem lies with me. Mm -hmm. Got it. Absolutely. Buster, as the folks just heard, I don't know what the list is today, so let's hope it's worthwhile. Tell it to me. No, I won't. Great. Instead, I'm going to ask you, Nick, what is a, a quote from the Tennis Podcast that you think is notable? You know, if the, if the fans out there, if the listeners of the Tennis Pod were to quote this show, what might they say? Hmm. Okay, so they're repeating something that someone on this show has said, right? That is how a quote works. Yep, you got it. Well, it's the first time I'm hearing the word quote and the definition of the word quote, so bear with me. <laughs> I think they'd say, I don't know. What do you want me to say here? Well, I don't know. Hell of an ass. Hell of an ass. That's a that's a Let's go with that one. You know, think about your merch line, your branding. Yeah, yeah which you can buy merch today at tennispod.com slash merch. Well, this isn't an episode about the top 10 tennis merch items online, although that might be a good list That someday. might be a good idea, yeah. <laughs> I've brought the top 10-ish, actually the top 12 Uh-oh. most liked quotes on Goodreads. Most so, liked. Okay, okay. These are quotes that people really enjoyed on the website Goodreads, so a bunch of fucking nerds, am I right? Yeah, nerd alert. We have talked about BuzzFeed quizzes in the past on the show, and you've talked about Ranker.com. I want to give you... <laughs> this is wild. Number one today has 163,000 likes. Wow. That's a lot. 163,000 likes. Number 12, last on the list, uh-huh. 99,000. Wow, so 99,000 so plus. Talking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everything we're talking about today is in between 99,000 and 163,000 likes. Now, I'm a fan of Goodreads. I like to read. I like to read good books. But I've never once liked a quote, nor did I know that was an option. Me either. On the Goodreads website. So here we are. I don't know who these people are. Tell the folks at home what is Goodreads. Not all of us are fucking nerds like you, Buster, that use it. So what, what is the Goodreads app or site? Well, it's when, you read, it's when you read good. It's when you're real good at reading. Okay. I hope to be good at reading someday. <laughs> Goodreads is a website. You might think of it like Yelp for books. Yep. So you go on there and you can browse by genres. You can browse by, browse by ratings. People use it to share with everyone else in the cosmos what they thought of books. The cosmos, and Buster? If... Okay, planet Earth. Thank you. I don't think our internet reaches the cosmos just yet. (laughs) (laughs) All over the Starlink uh, satellites, they're now providing internet to like third world developing countries. I bet some aliens zipping on by, pick up some Wi-Fi. Third world countries, developing countries are on planet Earth still. And aliens zipping by probably have much, they have Wi-Fi that our minds can't even fucking comprehend. Their Pornhub subscription, like they're like instantly the Pornhub Videos are... They got Wi-Fi popping out of their ass. (laughs) Yes. I agree. Mainly, I think Goodreads is a good service if you're on the fence, you've heard some good things, some good accolades about a book, you're not sure whether or not you want to take the the plunge, Mm -hmm. you look it up on Goodreads and see what other people had to say. Okay. 
I think that's a fair summarization. I've used Goodreads in the past. I know what it is, but I don't frequently use it. I don't either. I went through a phase where I tried to log and rate every book that I read. And eventually I realized I don't care. And it was kind of a waste of my time. So yeah. now I don't, I don't rate anything. And shout out to today's sponsor, Goodreads. <laughs> That's Not right. a waste of time is their new slogan. We love your service. <laughs> so as you might guess, trying to figure out what the top 12 quotes is. Impossible. Or what they are <laughs> would be very difficult. Yeah. So I will give you a lot of leniency for guessing today. You can get the person. Or you can even get in the general neighborhood, and I've kind of wrote down the general theme, the takeaway, or the subject of those quotes, and if you guess any of that, then I'll give it to you. Are these all quotes pulled directly from a book? No. As far as I can tell, only one of them are directly from a book. So these are just quotes in general. They're not tied specifically to books, even though they're on the Goodreads platform. Correct. Okay, okay. Some of them, I suspect, have been spoken, but others might be in poetry, etc., but not all of them come from a book. And how many of the top 12 are from this show, Tennis Podcast? Probably at least three or four, right? Oh, hold on. Let me check. Zero. Yep. Okay. Well, that must be... The, now, I'm uh, surprised. Yeah. But... I, I think our uh, likable quotes have really diminished since around episode 160 or so, when we started getting a few doctors to be sidekick hosts. <laughs> a hot take and I'm not going to touch that one. So Nick, why don't you gander us a guess here? What might be on the top 12 most like quotes on Goodreads of all time? This is hard. Okay. So let me- Think of some me, general sentiments yeah. that people put out in the universe a lot. Okay. I, I don't know why I just thought of this one. It's not the size- How's it go? It's not the, the dog in the bark. How's that go? It's not the size of the dog. Oh, it's not the, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's something, something. Yeah. It's how much bite there is to the... <laughs> Who fucking knows? Well, you, well, there's two of them, right? There's his bark doesn't match his bite. Okay. Something like that. So it's like talking the talk versus walking the walk. Yeah. And the other one's suggesting that you don't have to be big to be strong and powerful. Right. The size of the... Oh, it's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size the of the fight in the, dog. in the dog. That's what I was trying to say. Got it. Yeah. And that's not on there. No, neither of those sentiments are on the top 12. Thank you for wasting our collective time. <laughs> but am I on the right track? Like a saying such as that is... Correct. Okay. Yeah. So a lot of these are less common than that, but they get at real common sentiments, I think. So this has kind of gone past a direct quote, but it may have originated with a quote. And that's something about the glass being half full or half empty. Hmm. Optimism. Interesting. <laughs> Always trying to stay on the brighter side of life. Well, speak for yourself. Okay. Aren't you the one that I opened this ahead. show with, I simply said, happy Thanksgiving, and you immediately tried to guilt trip every American based on our ancestral past? You're the optimistic one? I wasn't guilt tripping anyone. I was just letting everyone celebrate freely no matter where they come from, whether their country's 10 years old or 1,000 years old. Okay. I don't know if I buy that, but we can move on. So, is there an optimistic quote? There is. To... I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you number seven. Okay. And here is the quote. It's a long one, but the first part of the quote is the common sentiment. How many butt references are in the quote? Just so we can prep. Well, you shake your butt while you're dancing, so at least one. <laughs> Here's the quote. You've got to dance like there's nobody watching. Love like you'll never be hurt. Sing like there's nobody listening, and live like it's heaven on earth. By William W. Perky. Perky. Hmm. Don't, don't say it. No joke. I won't. But that's a good quote. It really uplifted my soul, made me feel like life's <laughs> worth living. I think I will be mean to my family less today because of that quote. So one of the questions I have for you along with these quotes is, do you like it? Do you think it's a sound quote? Before I answer that, do you have like a year that that was spoken? Or... I don't. Okay. So these... This... I thought about uh -huh. researching all the people and having some hashtag busters bullets about the people who made the quotes. But I thought, no, I want to stick with the quote itself and really debate the idea presented. So you're lazy. Got it. You didn't want to put the work into the notes. Okay, I understood. Correct. Not surprised, but I understand. <laughs> so the quote itself... 
I think it's fine. I wouldn't get it tattooed on my body, but it's fine. It's basically a message of live life to the fullest. Would you agree? Yeah, and resist the urge to validate the judgment of other people, which is far easier said than done. You got to dance like nobody's watching. Yeah, right. Why don't you get up there and do your first dance at your wedding and pretend nobody is watching? Like, it's really difficult to turn off that judgment center of our brain. I was at your wedding last year, Buster, and you definitely danced like no one was watching. But too bad everyone was watching and elbowing each other being like, you believe this fucking guy? A whole lot of ass going on. (laughs) Yeah, so you like the quote? I don't know. I would counteract this quote with easier said than done. I mean, love like you'll never be hurt. That's easier said than done, brother. If you had your heart broken before, I mean, it's really difficult to just take those life lessons away. And I can love to the full extent of my heart's capability and beyond. But if I stub my toe, it's still going to hurt, even if I'm in love while the toe is stubbed. Am I right? That's pretty poetic. Let's see how many likes we can get on that quote. <laughs> At least two. You got to be in love, even with the stubbed toe. Oh, there. That's good. Okay. We'll take that one. Yeah. All right. Anything else? And live like it's heaven on earth. Yeah. There's some element of intentional ignorance here that I don't know that I can get behind, Mm, but I get it. Yeah, and also, to your point of easier said than done, well, what if I was born fucking without limbs and I live in a third world country (laughs) and I can't walk to the well to get my water? That's not heaven on earth. Yep. Now you're just mocking me. Yeah, hey, suck it up, buttercup. Get to dancing. (laughs) Suck it up, buttercup. Uh, We've talked a lot about dancing. I have another guess. Okay. Is there something about shaking what your mama gave you? <laughs> Shake what your mama gave you. See, that would be more like, um, kind of like make lemonade, right? Oh, okay. Like use, use what you've got. Yeah. Let me see. That guess is kind of close to number two. So I'm going to go ahead and give you that because it's talking about the worst and the best of someone. And whether you think that big old dump truck you got hanging off the back of your legs Whoa. is a blessing or a curse. Yikes. Really, (laughs) it depends on how you look at it. All right, tell me the quote. And this is tell me the dump truck thing wasn't the quote, (laughs) because I'll be surprised if that's number two. I have a lot of problems with this quote. All right, so I'm selfish, impatient, and a little insecure. I make mistakes. I'm out of control, and at times hard to handle. Here's the main line quote. But if you can't handle me at my worst, Ugh. then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best. Who said Marilyn this shit? Monroe. Marilyn Monroe, okay. 159,000 likes. Here's my main gripe with that quote. That's basically saying, I have the right to be an asshole to you, and if you can't deal with it, then fine. It's just excusing bad behavior. I agree with the sentiment of like, not cool, but... It's Marilyn Monroe, and she was at a point where she could do whatever she wanted, and she would get away with it. Well, I have a real fascination with Marilyn Monroe, but I agree that the quote is kind of used as a crutch in modern times. I see that quote used a lot. Yeah, and it's usually like 16-year-olds who just went through a breakup, and they're like, oh, he doesn't understand me. He couldn't handle me at my worst, baby. That you don't, he sure as hell don't deserve <laughs> Okay, me. name... There is not a teenager in the history of the cosmos, Buster, that has ever said that in that way. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh. I think the spirit that she's getting at is like, I'm not perfect. If you can't handle me when I'm struggling and I'm upset or sad or mad, then you don't deserve me when I'm in a more I- ideal state of mind. Right. I have seen this adapted very well to a meme with Kevin from The Office, and it shows, if you can't handle me at my worst, and it shows him on the ground trying to scoop the chili (laughs) back in, and then then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best, and it's him with a toupee on. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) But I also think of wedding vows, right? For richer or for poor, Mm. in sickness and in health Mm -hmm. is kind of what this kid's at. Yeah. So I don't have as big of a problem with it as you do, but I understand the problem you have with it. But I'm also not a snooty asshole like you. (laughs) I have a movie quote. Okay. Is there any quotes from films? Films? I don't think so. Okay. 
If any of these are said in movies, I don't remember. I don't think so. Well, then I guess this won't be on here, but I was thinking, I'll be back. Arnold. I'll be back. I mean, it's so simple, but it's so famous. This is true. Yeah. I think the community who like these quotes are a little bit more learned. and oh, So they're not listening to this show. <laughs> um, okay. Any other guesses? What do you got next? Let me get in a frame of mind. So I'm looking at these last two quotes. I can give you a hint for four and five. Okay, give me a hint. We're on the website Goodreads. What do you think some well-liked quotes might happen to be about? About books. All right. And what do you think the sentiment is about books? Is there any quotes about books being kind of an escape journey? Not about escape, but they see the inherent value in books. And so coming in at number five, quote, A Room Without Books is Like a Body Without a Soul Mm. by Marcus Cicero. Well, bodies don't have souls. So what do you think about that, Cicero? Yeah, there's a debate about the practicality of what was said versus the metaphor being used. I think it's a good quote. I mean, again, I'm not going to tattoo it on my ass, but I think it has good intention and good meaning. Do you have books in every room? Do you read books while you take a big old poopy? I don't read in the bathroom. Okay. (laughs) And this is where you would quote (laughs) George saying, aren't you something? (laughs) I don't read in the bathroom, but you do? I used to when I was a kid. (laughs) My dad kept a stack of like Motor Trend, Car and Driver, so like car magazines, and the comics, the funny papers out of the (laughs) weekly paper. That's what I read when I took a shit. Well, this is all very enlightening. (laughs) Now people just use their phones. It's true. I was thinking about this the other day because I think people, even people, that wouldn't read in the bathroom do use their phone in the bathroom, right? Like I've used my phone in the bathroom. And (laughs) just germs that are (laughs) having a fucking uh, dance party on everybody's phones at all times. And it's our phones are always with us. They're always in our hands. And we touch our phone and then touch our face. I don't know. Nobody wants to hear this shit, but. This is funny. I did not premeditate this. Talk about a bathroom. But a legitimate tennis quote from way back, like three years ago, Brandon brought some fact about how much bacteria flies in the air when you flush the toilet. Honest to God, ever since I've heard that quote, I put the toilet seat down before <laughs> I flush because I, if I don't, I think about Brandon saying that and I imagine all the bacteria like flying up and hit me in the face. Well, Brandon, uh, for newer listeners, was the original sidekick host of this show, full-time sidekick host. And I'm sure he'd be thrilled to know that his toilet flushing germ facts are the most quotable things he said on the show. That's right. See, people, when they quote Nick from the Tennis Podcast, it's much more profound, poetic. When they quote Brandon, they're like, I close the shitter when I flush because I don't want the germs to get in my mouth. That's right. They never bring up the licking machine for you. (laughs) Absolutely. So this quote about books, a room without books is like a body without a soul. So that was five. Is number four the Kanye West book quote, which is, I'm not a fan of books. I would never want a book's autograph. (laughs) Is that number four? It's pretty close. But instead, it is so many books. So little time. So little time by Frank Zappa. That's my favorite so far. So many books. So little time. Now, because I think this is, equal, yeah, this is equal parts about literature and books and how wonderful they are. And it's, equal, it's an equal comment on how short our lifespan is and how overwhelming mm. it is. All the wonderful things you wish you could do, but you've only got one life. It's true. I had a professor once in college that talked about like, the research being done to extend human life. He was saying that, like, if, you're, if human life was extended even 50 years, much less, you know, more than that, how many more people would go get their doctorate mm. because their life isn't as limited? How many people would pursue their dreams and take that big trip that they never will because life's too short? It's just kind of interesting to think about. Yeah. We can get into a lot there. I'm planning a talk coming up about time management. And one of the points I'm going to make is that. Once you decide what you 
are going to do. It's like an active decision that you should rejoice that you've turned literally everything else in the world down. Hmm. So how could you be unhappy in the moment? Because like, that's what makes everything so special. That's what makes the sunset special. Because you know you won't see this forever. And in the grand scheme of things, we have such little time that every day means so much. And if we were to live 200 years, maybe not, maybe so somewhat, things wouldn't mean as much. Every year wouldn't I think mean they still as would, much. because living 200 years, if that became the new normal, then that would become the new normal. And 200 years would still not be enough time for humans of the next generation. Sure. But I want to rewind to something you said before, which is every small, every decision, big or small that you make should be rejoiced because you turn down every other choice for what to do at that time. So when I'm making some toast in the morning, I should rejoice that I'm not instead brutally killing the family next door or that I'm not stepping on a nail or that I'm not exploding. Exactly. I'm making toast instead. But some people will decide I'm going to stay at home for breakfast and make toast. And then while they're making toast, their brain is like, oh, I should have gone out to McDonald's. <laughs> oh, I should have gone for cereal. This is what people do. They do. Yeah, they're you're like, right, you're right. They wish they could do it all. And that's not realistic. And so they're miserable while they do what they should have done. You can be miserable for other reasons too. Well, yes, but, but we're yeah. trying to reduce misery here. It's interesting. Time and human life, they don't go hand in hand. We don't have that long. Yeah, but hearing you talk about it is not interesting, so why don't we go on to the next <laughs> guest? I'll agree with that. Just TV the Podcast, presented by Just TV Productions. Hi there, I'm your host, Fondue. And I'm Just Cheesy. Are you ready for a second season of Just Cheesy the Podcast? Of course. You want to learn a little bit about cheese history? I do. Do you want to find out about the latest cheese holidays? Sure. Do you want to hear about some cheese news? How about a joke? Why is cheddar the most dangerous of all the cheeses? Why? Because it's very sharp. <laughs> Get it sharp. Join us for Just Cheesy the Podcast. Season 2. All right. What about something about music? Music. Okay. Well, we had the booty shaking going on, the dance. Let's see. Anything else about music? Like music really fucking no. moves my soul. I don't know. No, you know, sadly, there's nothing here about music. What about there's nothing to fear except fear itself? Comments on the nature of fear, not to fear things. Nope, no fear okay, here. This is, this is a great use of everybody's time. Listening to me struggle to get... Well, that's why you're going to edit it. There's been, today alone, <laughs> in this day in 2022, there's been, what, 20 trillion things said by all the humans on Earth? And I'm trying to guess the top 12 of all time. So everyone, throw me a bone here. How about, is Mark Twain on this list? Mark Twain is not on the list, which I was kind of surprised. He comes in right at number 13, so he didn't crack the top 10-ish here. Okay. I'll go ahead and give you number six here, because okay. it, it's in the realm. Many people are afraid to say what's actually on their mind. Because of that fear, they don't say it. Number six is the anecdote to that. Quote, be who you are and say what you feel. Because, and here's the main line, quote, those who mind don't matter, and those who matter don't mind. Bernard M. Baruch. I think it's a dumb quote. I've heard it before, but I think it's dumb. Why is that? Because it's not true. There's plenty of people that mind that also do matter. Let's say I'm of the opinion that Nick matters. And you might disagree, listener or buster, but let's say we can uh, I agree. I disagree. For wholeheartedly, vehemently, argument. I disagree. <laughs> let's say Nick matters, okay? Well, I also fucking mind if you say I don't matter. <laughs> and for those that don't mind, they might not matter. I don't know. I think it's just untrue. I think it sounds right. neat, but when you dissect it, it dies. Here's the plot hole. I want to be who I am 
So I stay up late. I drink 12 beers on a Friday night and I forget everything I'm supposed to do on a Saturday as a significant other, as a good spouse. Well, my wife matters Hmm. and she definitely might mind, you know? Yeah. It's like she matters and she's going to mind that I'm hungover and I was selfish with my entire weekend when we had all these plans together. All right. Now, is this based on true story? No, that's, uh, okay. that's hypothetical. Mm, okay, we'll have to check with the uh, witness. But I agree. I think it's just nonsense. It's a nonsense quote. It's just something that sounds nice. And I get that the thought is like, don't care about what other people think of you. Right. right. That's yeah. what we come back to, which I think yeah. is it's kind of three different quotes on here, but said in different ways. Mm. There's so many different ways to say, don't be afraid to be who you are. Yeah. There's actually four because I can take you to another one that says the exact same thing. Let's go do that one. Which really is, I don't know, it really has me thinking like, why is it such on the human collective conscious to stop trying to be someone you're not? Because that's the human condition is to seek the approval of people around you. That is built into the human DNA is we want Mm. to feel accepted. We want to feel liked. And so we're constantly worrying about what other people think of us. Whereas a lot of these quotes are saying to go against human nature, go against your own instincts. Don't worry what others are thinking about you and just do you, babe. (laughs) As those teens would say. That's right. Uh, But when read the wrong way, it comes back to the Marilyn Monroe quote. Mm. This really feels like a free ticket to do exactly what I want. And Mm -hmm. if you got a problem with it, That's your prerogative. That's your problem now. Yes, which I don't agree with. So I mentioned it, and it brings us all the way up here to number one. Oh, wow. At 163,581 likes. (laughs) Everyone write that down. We don't want to forget that number. It's (laughs) going to come back on the quiz. I got a real bone to pick with this one. Uh Uh-oh. I got two bones to pick with it. But here's the quote. I'll get your take on it first, even though your take doesn't matter because you're not, you don't matter. I don't, I don't mind. (laughs) Oh, you might mind. Be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Oh, I like that one. Oscar Wilde. Okay, so you want my take before you give your takes. I'm just being real kind. It's not like I'm really going to listen. I just, I I, want to let you go first. (laughs) Okay, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I like it because it is true, technically. Everyone else is already taken. There's only one you, unless you're, well, even if you're an identical twin, there's still just one you. Until you're cloned, which may happen someday, if it's not already happened secretly in a lab somewhere, there's only one you in all of history. Everyone else is not taken. Because in all the history of all the humans who have ever lived, there's some combination of personality that has never existed yet. Everyone else that's available is already taken. I can't be Dr. Buster, and thank God for that, but, and, and Dr. Buster can't be Nick. We're both okay. taken. Sure, yes, but exactly who I am today, if I changed two little aspects of myself, I'd be different. That person's not taken. That person is out there hypothetically yet to exist. I don't have to be Jeff. <laughs> You're taking this way too literally, because it's, have... <laughs> it's saying that You, your personality, your genetic makeup, there's only one you. And so don't try to be like someone else. Just try to be you because you can't be them and they can't be you. It's not sound advice for who I should be, though. It just isn't. Sure. Okay, okay. be myself. Who am I? Jeffrey Dahmer. Jeffrey Dahmer should not be himself. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, okay. I'm seeing this. My name's Adolf Hitler. I guess I'll be myself. Everybody else is already taken. Well, and in Jeffrey Dahmer's case... I'm watching the Netflix series right now, so this is top of mind. But Jeffrey Dahmer, this quote does not apply to him because A, he should not be himself. He should be anyone else. But B, the the second part of the quote is everyone else is already taken. Well, that's not true because Dahmer takes them against their will and zombifies them. So Jeffrey Dahmer is proving that this quote is not all it's cooked up to be at first glance. I'm coming around on your position on this. Like, yes, I get it. Everyone's probably like, Gosh, Buster is such a negative ass Nelly. Yep, He's yep. just tearing down everyone else's words. Preach. But <laughs> hey, how many quotes you know, do you have in the top 12, Buster? We, 
we are talking about words here. So the words do matter. And I just wish there was a little bit more substance to it because especially if you're a teenager and you're going through a lot and you're trying on different hats, you're trying to get your identity together. This is not helpful. It just, it's just like everyone else has already taken. Okay. I don't want to be my cousin. I'm not going to be my grandpa. I'm not going to be the cross guard. Got it. I'm going to be me. Who am I? Who should I be? Because there is a right way and a wrong way. There are unethical things to be, and there are ethical things to be. This is the top like quote, so I'm going at it extra hard. It doesn't give you any steering wheel as to who you should be. I don't disagree with any of that, but let's keep in mind this is seven words. You can't put every caveat on every quote ever, or else every quote would be eight paragraphs long. So if you're taking less the literal meaning of the words and more so the spirit and the intention behind the quote, that's something, right? There's something there. I agree. (laughs) Okay. So then what are we talking about? I just like debating the tenets of a good quote. (laughs) No, that's why we're here for. I mean, there wouldn't be a show if we weren't doing that. But I like this quote. Don't know if it belongs at number one. All the Well, I'll I'll save it till the end, my favorite quotes. Okay. Um, I have a quote, guess, which is, I am who I am and that's all that I am. Mmm. That's pretty good. It's not on here. Okay, so this probably won't be on here either because it's a specific scenario, but what about one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind? Ooh, you know, see, that's, that's possible, right? We're making some huge progress. That is not on the list, though. How's this quote go? I'm going to butcher it, but the uh, don't make perfection the enemy of good, something like that. Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I've heard the phrase a lot lately that the enemy of good is better, right? Yes. Yeah. It's anti-perfectionism. So not on there? I would say not on there, no. What about this one? Well, if the boot fits. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So if the shoe fits, wear it. Is that on there? Yeah. If it's the right fit for you, no, it's not on there. How about pull my finger? <laughs> That's on, that is on here. All right, I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. Number nine was paraphrased popularly by Drake, the rapper. Oh, I'm not going to get this. And kids will always attribute this <laughs> to Drake. I don't know. I can't. I don't know any Drake shit. So what is it? There is a four-letter abbreviation to say the first part. What would Jesus do? I don't know. What would Drake do? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. One might say YOLO. Oh, YOLO. Okay, you only live once. The quote is, at 113,000 likes, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. Yeah, I think this is a good quote. Do you have some random bone to pick with it too? Listeners may be surprised, but no. This is one that I like. I could get this tattooed as a tramp stamp. I mean, (laughs) it's like... On top of your other tramp stamp. I have no bones. You do only live once. I'm not going to disagree with that. Wait, you have no bones? Are you okay? Okay, but, but if you do it right, once is enough. I mean, I can't disagree. It's profound. Uh huh. I love it. Yeah, I like it too. That quote was by Mae West. Listener of the show. There's so much there. You're saying a lot in one sentence. And that goes, what you were saying a minute ago about number one, which was be yourself, everyone else is already taken. We talked for a minute about how you can't lay out every caveat to every quote in a quote or it'd be too long. But this one, number nine, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. You're saying a ton in 12 words. The people who would argue, well, once is never enough, is evidence that you didn't do it right. But how do you know if you did it right until you live your whole life? And then once you realize it's not been right, well, it's too fucking late. Well, I think part of that is doing self-reflection along the way and not just waiting until you're grasping for your last bits of air and been like, oh my God, I should have never done that when I was 20 years old. Self-reflection? Yes. Sounds like hippie shit to me. (laughs) Check in with yourself along the way. Yeah. You're right. And, and I then think Drake came along and said, YOLO, but y'all already know the motto. Is he the one that 
popularized YOLO in the modern age? I don't know. There's probably people making fun of me right now who are listening yep. who are like, Drake didn't even say that. I think people have been making fun of you since we hit record today. <laughs> but Since 2000 BCE. Yeah. So, is this the only quote so far you would get tramp stamped? <laughs> so far, yes. Although I do like the books one. Yeah, that one's... Well, there's two books one. I think the one I prefer is so many books, so little time. Yeah. Well, I think this is a good time to break and uh, do a quick recap of where we stand. All right. Number nine, YOLO. Number seven, dance like nobody's watching. Mm. Number six, be who you are because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. Number five, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Number four, so many books, so little time. Number two, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best, baby. <laughs> and number one <laughs> is be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. You're missing 12, 11, 10, 8, and 3. What about this one? I know this is one of your favorites. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Oh, I do like that one. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> Let's just hope so, that squirrel doesn't find your nuts. It's in for a rude surprise. <laughs> Especially this time of year when they're hoarding them and snatching them up and collecting <laughs> them, getting ready for winter. <laughs> yeah. Lose your testicles. <laughs> yes, to just put it extremely bluntly. You're right. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> we... We talked last time we recorded that you should be worried about chimpanzees because when they attack a rival chimp, they go for two parts of the body, mm. the face and the testicles. Yep. What we should really be worried about is the squirrels mist mistaking us for a couple of acorns. We better hope that squirrels never smarten up and join together to rebel against the human race because them motherfuckers can get in your attic like it's nothing. And then once they're in the attic, if they're smart enough, they can make their way down to your bed, crawl up, and not just nibble at your balls but snatch them away and steal them before you know it you got trees outside full of human balls stuffed into the squirrel homes the squirrel what do you call them nests i don't know speaking of good books i'm i'm here in the next thriller that it's going to become a new york times bestseller i love this yeah for someone out there that will surely write a book based on this make sure you credit tennis podcast all right well should i give another guess well i'm gonna map what you guessed onto could be a comment about stupidity that even people who are not smart will eventually say something correct. Coming in at number three, 141,000 likes. Quote, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. <laughs> and I'm not sure about the universe. <laughs> Albert Einstein. I love that quote. But aren't we sure about the universe by that point? That it's infinite? I mean, I think so. But he's just being cheeky. Yeah, I think it's more of a tongue-in-cheek. That's good. I mean, let's be honest. Albert Einstein, did he know anything? Wasn't he like, was he a chef or something? I'd have to get back to you because I'm really not sure. I barely re recognize the name. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of mad at myself. I didn't guess Einstein earlier. He has a lot of good quotes, and I'm glad he made it on this list. Yeah, I always enjoy his... Um... Sentiments about creativity being more important than intellect. And I think that's huge coming from someone in the STEM field who has a lot of intellect. Yeah, but on the flip side, it's like, okay, Albert, easy for you to fucking say. You got intellect <laughs> right. out the ass. The rest of us are just trying to keep up. It's like a billionaire being like, hey, guys, money doesn't matter. Yeah. Money don't grow on trees. Is that a quote on here? <laughs> money don't grow on trees, bub, is not a quote. Damn. Yeah, Albert... He said that, and it's good. I like this one. Do you like this one? I like it. It's, it's fun. It's the cheekiest on here, for sure. <laughs> He's coming in all cheeked up. I mean, this is, this is double cheek. If anyone knows about cheeks, it's Dr. Buster. <laughs> That's right. Uh, one came to mind here. I think there's more to it than this, but the key part is life, death, and taxes. Oh, yeah. Only three things in life are certain. Yeah. No, it's two. Death and taxes. Death and taxes, that might be it, yeah. Hmm. No, but when you're restricting a life lesson to a couple of words, you have landed yourself square in the middle of number 11. Number 11, quote, In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. Robert Frost. Say it again. 
In three words, I can sum up everything I've learned about life. It goes on. Robert McFrosty. Oh, I wonder if he's related to Robert Frost, the poet. I think that one's okay. I don't know. I don't love it. If that's all you've learned about life, I would be like, that's it? Literally. Like, if you ask him anything, he can only respond with life goes on. That's all he's learned. That's all he's learned how to, how to speak. Well, it just keeps going. <laughs> is he trying to say here, like, don't sweat the little stuff, life goes on? Or is he trying to say life moves on without you, whether you like it or not? Maybe both, actually. I like the latter better. It marches on no matter what. Mm-hmm. Whether you are worried about everything 24-7, whether you don't care, whether you try to be yourself, whether you're not, whether you mean something, whether you're big shit, whether you big don't shit. mean anything, it goes on. Until it doesn't. Until it doesn't. Yeah, life goes on and until you're six feet under. Hmm. Because I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking... Oh my God, Jesus Christ. That's not even about being six feet under. Maybe six feet ain't so far down. See, you always try to get Brandon to sing. I'm I'm willing to sing. But the thing is, everybody wanted Brandon to sing, Mm. centrally sing Santa Baby. No one's asking for you or Creed to sing. And I did not expect Creed. Is there any Creed quotes in the top 12? Uh, yeah, it's actually tied for number one. Uh, uh-huh. Have you ever thought about six no. feet under? You made me think that, like, how many humans have lived in human history? Billions? At least, maybe trillions? I don't probably know. Probably 20, 30? Yeah, at least yeah. today, right? They're all underground. <laughs> yeah, right? That's a lot of bones. I mean, they decompose and shit, but I don't know. It's just the earth is so big, it's got room for all those dead bodies. I think about that when I drive by cemeteries. Mm-hmm. Underneath there's just a ton of skeletons. I have a hot take. And maybe this will, I don't even know, maybe this will offend people. But I think burying people should kind of be phased out. And we should just cremate everyone for efficiency's sake. And eat them or? Well, yeah, I, I didn't think I needed to spell that out. But yes, you'd also <laughs> eat them afterward. <laughs> the ashes. But I just think like, I don't know. It's a whole industry now about right. funeral and burying people. And I know people listening might like to bury their loved ones because then they can go visit the grave, but it's just not very practical when you think about it. You're talking about like the limited space we have, how much space graveyards take up, plus the casket and yep. Yep. everything. Yeah. I don't disagree. You know, I don't know that I could get behind like officially sanctioning moving on maybe culturally it's time but yeah i don't know there you go there's the next thoughts for the day shrinkage man hands serenity now what is the most widely used seinfeldism in the modern age in our new bonus episode we revealed the top 10 most used seinfeld references in everyday language it's me and fellow seinfeld superfan calvin Calvin is the host of The Magic Number is Three when it comes to TV podcast. Join me and Calvin as we nerd out over Seinfeld and talk about the background and modern usage of Seinfeldisms that have penetrated, oh baby, pop culture. You can listen to this exclusive bonus episode right now at tennispod.com slash plus or on Apple Podcasts. If you are an Apple Podcast listener, you listen on your iPhone on the Apple Podcast app, go to our page on Apple, tap the Try Free button at the top of our page, and you will unlock a free seven-day trial of Tennis Pod Plus. Members also get ad-free versions of our main episodes, like the one you're listening to right now. It all starts at just $2 per month. You can sign up in minutes at TennisPod.com P-L-U-S or on the Apple Podcast app. Giddy up. I have a guess. And again, I'm okay. going to butcher this, but it's something about absolute power corrupts absolutely. Ooh. Do you know the one I'm thinking of? I like that. I think, I think you nailed the quote. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, that's absolutely very wrong, but also mm. absolutely very close to number 12. Number 12, They get right. to the same sentiment about power. Well, let's hear it. No, I refuse. Number 12. <laughs> With great power comes great responsibility from Spider-Man's uncle. (laughs) Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben, yeah. No. But this is in the nerd realm. 
This one is, I know it comes from a book because I know exactly what book it comes from. Quote, if you want to know what a man is like, take a good look at how he treats his inferiors, not his equals. By J.K. Rowling from Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, it's a good quote, but I guess uh, women... Women get a free pass on this. Only men can be looked at for how they treat their inferiors. <laughs> well, uh, well, probably, you know, probably, I don't really know what to I got her. her. You get- <laughs> gotcha, JK. This one, I mean, I like this one. I think it's good. It's a less efficient way of saying absolute power corrupts absolutely, but. Yeah. It's not tramp stamp worthy, but it's still good. <laughs> the sentiment is definitely pure. I mean. Mm-hmm. When people are put in a position of power, if they change and they act unethically, then that's what they're always, that's what they, that's what's underneath. That's what they would do Mm -hmm. with their own devices. Yeah. It's also saying how you treat those less fortunate or less powerful than you is a better reflection of your character than how you treat your peers or your equals. Yeah. Hmm. It's powerful stuff. Which, uh, did you say Goblet of Fire? Yep. Which one is that, like, number-wise? Four. You were my fourth choice for sidekick host today. You're just the only one available. Okay, behind who? Literally the first three people I saw today. Just (laughs) ran to anybody. My kid, my neighbor, the neighbor's dog. The local waste management crew comes by, and you're out there like, hey, I I don't know what time this whole thing wraps up for you all, but... Do you know what a podcast is? I uh, really need a sidekick host, and I, I really think y'all would do a good job. And you know what they said to that? Before they answered, they said, Mr. Nick, can we get your autograph first? Oh, sure. Right. But they had to make their way through the groupies and paparazzi first, and before they could answer me. Right. And past security, and then they bent down, kissed your feet exactly 12 times, well, 10-ish times, and then they <laughs> accepted your offer. You got it exactly right, other than they weren't kissing my feet, am I right? <laughs> oh. All right, I think I just need 10 and 8, right? 10 and 8, you got it. Number 10. Let's hone in on this old... The sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an (laughs) old man returning soup in a deli. This man uh, is old in all the pictures people take. He's a tiny little man. Tiny little man. He was a pacifist, refused to engage in active, aggressive combat. Oh, God. Use his words instead. We are looking at Mahatma Gandhi, hmm. number 10, coming in at 111,000 likes. I remember typing this quote out, printing it, and hanging it up in my room, because that's the type of shit I did in high school. It's true, folks. <laughs> I can confirm. I cringe when I think about that I used to do that, folks. <laughs> For everyone listening, I used to type out words, uh, probably about 14 size font on a Word document. I'd print out multiple quotes, and then I'd cut them all up with scissors. So you'd have these white strips of paper with black text quote. I would hang those sons of bitches all over my room. It looked awful, but I loved it. And that's why when you walked into Buster's room and saw those pieces of paper everywhere, you knew those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. <laughs> so the quote here at number 10, be the change you wish uh... to see in the world. That's a good one. It's a very good one. I love the sentiment. Classic. It's a classic. It's right as rain. I mean, if you want to see a change, don't talk about it. Do it. Be it. I mean, how many people will tweet all day about something that they don't actually do? You know, it's, it's walk the walk. Don't talk it. Be it. Serve as a role model. Do it yourself before you expect it from somebody else. Yeah, and it really helped solidify this quote into the collective unconscious of humankind because of how sexy Gandhi was when he said it. He, he really was, yeah. A lot of people, when they hit that hormone surge in puberty, they might have touched themselves on accident and they're starting <laughs> to get curious and they start to think, maybe I need to be the change I wish to see in the world because I'm thinking about Gandhi All the time. And I'm changing. Man, you really ram with that. (laughs) 
and uh hypothetically speaking as not anecdotal personal story at all um they accidentally touched themselves <laughs> was a part of your story which is good that's how you know it's a good story yeah well i think this is good this is one of the top three quotes of the day i think there's actually top there's 12 presented here today okay. i don't know if you, you were listening but fuck you all right all you got left is number eight, number eight. how about this if you ain't first you're last I love it. I love at the end of the movie Talladega Nights, he backpedals that and he's like, well, hell, I was drunk when I said that. You could be third, fourth, fifth, hell, you could be sixth. It's true because it's such a powerful quote at first, but it also breaks down very quickly when you start to analyze it. Ah, uh, Much like some of the quotes on today's list. Number eight, do I know the, like, is the person who said it well known? You do know the person. Especially as a father yourself, this individual. Was it Brandon's toilet thing? It's not Brandon's toilet thing. Okay. This person wrote many books, loved and adored by people of all ages, but especially children. It's Dr. Seuss. It is a Dr. Seuss quote. One I'm not familiar with, but it is the only one on the list, surprisingly to me, it's the only one on the list that refers to love. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. I don't know. That's pretty close. Uh, you know, there's so many quotes on here about being yourself. I wish there were a couple more quotes high up, this high up on the list about loving other people, not just yourself. But hey, that's America. We're such individualists. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving again, everybody. <laughs> All right. What's the quote? Number eight. Quote, you know you're in love when you can't fall asleep because reality is finally better than your dreams. Dr. Seuss. I got to tell you something. I don't know if it's just me or if everyone's like this, but nine out of 10 of my dreams are not better than my reality. No, they're awful. Yeah. <laughs> they're awful. <laughs> I'm always late to something. I don't know if I... Did I share this in a previous episode that I have a recurring dream that class is starting and yeah. I haven't prepared anything? It's a very, very common and I don't have dreams like that. I've never had a recurring dream that I remember, but I know a lot of people do. But, but most of your stuff is like running late or being disorganized or you forgot something. Right. Most of my dreams have to do with peanut butter and water, but I won't go there. I think this quote kind of sucks. Yeah, there's so many better, more elegant ways to encapsulate the meaning of love and how powerful it is. Yeah than just saying that you're going to have insomnia because enough of us have insomnia as it is. I don't need to equate that with being in love. I don't think it's a bad quote. I just think there's better quotes. For sure, in all of human history, something about love is better than this one. Right. But we're not learned book reader nerds like Like, hey, the, I'm you know. loving it. Ba -da -bum -bum -ba. I like that better. Can't get better than that. We got to do, and I'm serious about this, we got to do like the top 10-ish like slogans, like mm. advertising slogans. I'll bet I'm loving it's up there. Yeah, it could be most common slogans or most easily recognized. Yeah, why don't you leave the list to me, bub? Okay. All right. All right. Well, so there I you have it. it, folks. I did There's it. the top 12. Go back through them and then I'll tell you my top three at the end. Okay. I'm going to do this because I chose to, not because you just demanded me to do so. <laughs> this is actually what I was thinking was coming uh -huh. next anyway, so. Great. I'll paraphrase some of the longer ones here. Number 12. Please. If you want to know what a man is like, take a good look at how his he treats dick. his inferiors. Oh. Sorry. What? Nothing. You said, if you want to know what a man is like, take a good look, and I said, at his dick. <laughs> that was by J.K. Rowling. Number 11. In three words, I sum up everything I've learned. It goes on by Robert Frosty. Number 10, be the change you wish to see in the world, Gandhi. Number nine, YOLO. But if you do it right, once is enough, Mae West. Number eight, you know you're in love because you can't fall asleep. Number eight was by Dr. Seuss. Mm -hmm. Number seven, dance like nobody's watching, William Perky. Wonder how Perky was feeling when he said His that. name disqualifies him. I mean, he shouldn't even be on this list because of that. Uh, number six, be who you are because those who mind don't matter. Bernard Baruch. 
Number five, a room without books is like a body without a soul. Marcus Cicero. Number so four, heavy. so many books, so little time. Number three, two things are infinite, the universe and human stupidity. Einstein. Number two, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you sure as hell don't deserve me at my best, baby. Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> and number one, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Oscar Wilde. All right, I'm going to give my top three, and then you give me your top three. These are the top three you'd most likely put as a tramp stamp tattoo on your body. All right. And I'm going to go in reverse, so three, two, one. So number three for me is so many books, so little time. Number two is be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. And number one, you only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. There you go. You and I have the same top choice for tramp stamps. So I'm, I'm here in matching tramp stamps for this quote. You only live once, but if you do it right, once is enough. My second favorite is be the change that you wish to see in the world. And also my number three, so many books, so little time. We had the same one and three, different number we two. We did. If we, tell you what, how many, let's see, if we get mm, 50 new Tennis Pod Plus members this week, me and Buster will get matching tramp stamps at the same time. We think I don't Buster, know if I can win. agree. Maybe uh, matching semi-temporary, like the ones that last six weeks. No, permanent tramp stamps. All right, so uh, Buster, are you living life to the fullest more so now than you were prior to reading all these inspirational quotes? No. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Every quote was optimistic and positive. Except for talking that there's no end to human stupidity. You know what one of my favorite quotes is? No, but I'm about to. It actually comes from Charles Manson. Well, this is some good insight to your personality and your role models. Look down at me and you see a fool. Look up at me and you see a god. Look straight at me and you see yourself. Mmm, interesting. I've always liked that. Now, I don't like the yeah, speaker, a, the man. Sure. But it's a good quote. Right, yeah. And I think there's a healthy discussion to be had about can you separate the quote from the person who did it? Because so many people shudder at using a quote by someone who had you know a less than perfect reputation especially someone from history i think there's something to that and i mentioned jeffrey dahmer earlier and one of his quotes that i also live my life by is and that's when the cannibalism started <laughs> yeah yeah that charles manson quote it's really about perspective how mm -hmm. you see people and how you treat them really depends on how you compare your own status and how you judge them in that moment too but if you can resist, and see, here's, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but the profound bit about that to me is, if you can resist judging other people, you see yourself in every one. Yeah, yeah. We could have so much more empathy and forgiveness for everyone if we saw ourselves in everyone we met. Yeah, I think you're right. Well, I'm always right, so. No. But I want the listeners, first of all, I want to thank them for listening. Thank you. Secondly, I want to say we want to know what quotes were your favorites from the ones we covered today, but also the quotes we didn't cover, maybe, you know, kind of your quote unquote Charles Manson quote like I brought. What are quotes that you, some of your favorites that we did not touch on? On social media this week, on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook, Reddit, we're going to be posting all week. You can follow us there at Tennis Pod. I'm going to put links in the show notes. But go follow us on social and comment on our posts. Let us know what your favorite quotes are and your least favorite. Buster. Nick. You got a big old ass. Okay. I'm going to leave you with this question. It seems to me in life, as you go through time, certain turns of phrase will pop up and you'll notice that you hear a phrase a lot in a given period of time. It just kind of comes out of the woodwork and then mm -hmm. it disappears later. I know what you mean. Has there been a phrase you've heard a lot lately or used a lot lately? Hmm. You're putting me on the spot, so I can't really think of one, but I know what you mean to where, like, you've never even thought of this word or phrase before. It was never even a part of your life. And then you hear it once, and after you hear it that one time, you start seeing and hearing it everywhere. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Mine lately is there are a thousand ways to skin a cat. Mm, I said that recently on a show. Maybe that's where, maybe that fed into that. I feel like I've heard that 10 times in the last month. That's because you are me and I am you. Well, <laughs> I'm always interested in quotes, sayings, turns of phrase, vernacular in general. And I think, is there no less grotesque way to say there's more than one way to do something? You have to say there's a thousand ways to skin a cat. Are we fucking kidding? It's not even true. There's like maybe three ways to skin a cat. Right. Yeah. Not that I would know. Could have come up with something else, but I digress. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Well, what's also right is we're done here. This has been episode 196. Thanks again for listening. I am going to be back next week with Dr. Shiloh. For, we're going from one doctor to another, although this one's an actual real doctor with some credibility and respect. <laughs> Dr. Shiloh from the LA Not So Confidential podcast will be back with me next week. She is bringing a list for me to guess. And Buster, you'll be back in a few weeks too for episode 199. So we can all start praying for that. Praying to help us get through it. That it'll be over as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm Nick. He's Buster. I'll see you next time. Adios.